My name is Annie Lobert, and I'm a champion survivor of trafficking to tell you that God can heal you from any hurt that's ever happened to you. If He can do it for me, He can do it for you too. Hi, friends, and welcome to Annie's Pink Chair, where we invite presence, inspire purpose, and ignite passion in the hearts of people to bring God's love across the world. We love to bring stories with passion. And today's story is going to blow your mind. Friends, have you ever been addicted to something? Like, I'm not just talking about drugs or alcohol or sex even, or maybe even food. I'm talking about addicted, addicted to a lifestyle, addicted to money, addicted to a person, addicted to a relationship. Friends, addiction looks like so many things that we don't always think about, right? Today, my guest is Michael Mothin, and he has an incredible story. He's a former drug addict and an alcoholic who has dedicated his life to helping others on their path to recovery by using his own personal experiences, by sharing with everyone what it was like, what happened in his life today. Michael Mothin is also the host of M to the Rock. He's a charismatic speaker, passionate on topics of process addiction, alcoholism, drug addiction, parental education, intervention, addiction education, codependency, enabling 12-step programs, religious trauma. I want to pause on that one today, Michael, and sexual abuse and spirituality. Michael, thank you so much for coming back on to do part two. I'm excited. Of your life. And a lot of people don't know who you are. Can you explain why you're here because you're an I am second brother of mine. You were also an I am second. Uh, a lot of people don't know your story, but I want you to kind of talk about where you landed because the last time we were talking and again, friends, if you haven't seen Michael's part one, I need you to go back right now and watch or go listen to the episode on podcast because you cannot understand what we're talking about now until you do that first. So put it on pause. Anyway, Let's talk about what happened because we're coming to your Jesus moment. Yes. I mean, we, I, I think we let, you know, left off. Um, you were building homes. You oh, were super yeah. successful. Yeah. 20 years, making millions of dollars, building 10, 20,000, 30, 30,000 foot. Yeah. Giant homes yeah. in Texas yeah. and all over the country or no, where just, just in Dallas-Fort Worth area. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was, nothing needs to be said. There's oil down there. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> we get all the rich cowboys down that's there. That's right. So you were in prison because you had been arrested 27 times. Yes. And you had a judge that was chasing you, you said. Yeah. So, I mean, I had one bond. Um, Watching over the, you. <laughs> yeah. So every time every time I would get arrested, um, there was no bond. And, you know, she always came always came and got me. And so, I um, mean, she said, you know, you're going to mind someone. You're going to mind me. But she 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 never lost hope. She, she just knew what what's going on with this guy. And. And, Did she uh, know about your abuse in your past, the sexual abuse? Obviously, as a child. she does now, but not not when I was when, when I was in there, court. And I haven't been real verbal about it until now, until in part there, one, as I shared. There must have been something in her that God was showing her about you, some yeah. kind of grace. Yeah, there was something. There was something there, and but she didn't treat me any differently. She was actually harder on me than everybody else. But she just had a belief in me, and um, and I'll never forget um, my twenty seventh mugshot when when I came out. And shackles to her, and and um, you know, and that's when I said, 
I'm willing to do whatever you tell me to do. I, I don't care if you send me to prison, I'm, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. And so um, she says, you know, I gotta, I gotta send you away, uh, you know. And so, um, you know, I was, what was interesting is that they have these different tanks, you know, they have, you know, tanks for child molesters and they have tanks for, you know, different, they, they diagnose your crime. Sure. And I got put in the wrong tank. The severity of it. Yeah, right? I got put in the wrong tank and, and I was in what's called the aggravated assault tank. So why were you like, this is my other thing. Why did they give you time? What was your major offense? Just habitual criminal or what? Yeah, I mean, I was a runner. So, I mean, it was drugs and alcohol and um, probation violation. I mean, I wouldn't show up to probation and, you know, they're not going to come get me. They got bigger things to do. And, you know, I just totally disrespected, you know, the state of Texas, you know, law. And 27 times, apparently. Yeah. And so I was getting DWIs. I was, you know, I was I was pissed and dirty and, and I always had an excuse. And um, I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing. So, you know, the judges, they she had to protect the community from me and she had to protect me from hurting myself. And that's what, right. you know, judges do. And and so she sent me away and, and I've been to different you know, state of Texas treatment facilities. In fact, in fact, one of them is where I read Brian Head Welch's book. It was sitting there and I read it and it really touched me um, and I'll never forget it, but I could not stay sober, you mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. um, but that book always touched me and I could relate to a right, lot of the right, stuff right. that he was talking about. So the seed was planted, um, but I didn't want this Jesus deal. You know what <laughs> I mean? I was like, whoa. Of course. So this last time I went in, um, I mean, it's aggravated assault tank and you know, I'm the only white guy in there. So, I mean, they, they think I'm a cop or, um, they think you're a narc, you know, something. And I was so proper and, and, and I went in there and I just stayed to myself, but, but I couldn't sit still, you know, I was just so, I was a wreck. Um, and I was, and I was detoxing. How many years did you get? Out of six years, I would, I did four years, okay. you know, so, um, but Gosh, you know, how it, do you detox in jail? It's horrible. And how th horrible could that be? I'll never forget being in that holding tank, and, oh and they, my gosh. they just—I was by myself, and and you're only supposed to be in there by the state of Texas law so many hours, and they forgot about me. I was in there too long, and they just threw a roll of toilet paper in there to me, and and I got it, and I used it as a pillow, and it was the first time that I really felt gratitude. I was so grateful to get it, you know? I didn't realize at that time, but when I thought about it, just, there was a feeling that I felt so grateful. Well, it was softer than yeah, the it was hard, just like, like my, it cement. Was, yeah, than my shoe. Steel. You know, I had to use my shoe. As a, you know, it was just horrible. So, and plus I was detox. I was kicking. You know, they don't do anything. They don't give you anything to come off oh stuff. I God, mean, I you was, can die. Oh, no, yeah, I was kicking hard. And so, so anyways, I, I get sent to my, my tank and it's an aggravated assault tank and it's all murders. It's all gangbangers and murderers, and I'm pacing around, and and, and I, I get this cellmate that comes in, and he's this old man, and he's like 75 years old, and he's got polio, and he comes into my tank, and his name's Ooh Wee. You know, you don't go, you don't, yeah, you don't go by your, you know, you don't go by your, um, your world name. You get, so my name was Rabbit. And they called me Rabbit because I paced so much, I couldn't sit still. Wow, your name so, was Rabbit. Yeah. Well, why was his name Ooh Wee? He told me, he says that, you know, in Oak Cliff, which is, which is in Dallas, um, that when he would walk down the streets as, you know, a young man, all the girls would come out and they go, ooh, wee, you know, there goes, ooh, wee. So it stuck. So they, yeah, I call him ooh, wee. So, um, 
But when he came in, he's, you know, he was doing life, you know, life. And, and so. Uh, did he ever ask him what he did? He, he killed someone. Oh, yeah. goodness. And so everybody in there, you know, either killed someone or, you know, hurt someone. And they were going to do a lot of time. And so it was a very hopeless tank and they were right. fighting. And mm -hmm. I saw a guy get killed in front of me. And. And so it was they just, somehow sneak in shanks. Somehow they uh, choke somebody out. It was so dark. I mean, somehow you can slam someone's head against some cement, or oh, yeah. and they're dead. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, I saw a guy. I mean, literally twisted his head like a dove right in front of me, oh, and, and just died. So, and that's traumatizing. I mean, did uh, they ever try to get you to join gangs? No. Inside the jail? No. Um, did you see gangs inside oh, yeah. the jail? Oh yeah, they were, they were, there were gangs and um, everything. You know. It was horrible. It was, and especially this tank. It was, it was dark. How long were you locked down for every day? Um, about eighteen hours. Okay. So I was in a four by nine. Yeah, I used to live in a ten thousand square foot house, and now I'm in a four by nine cell with Uwe. And so he told me he says four he, feet's not that much. No, the, even the nine feet. I mean, that's pretty generous. Nine feet, but when you say four, it's like whoa. Yeah. This is like a bathroom stall, basically. Yeah, it is. It was. It, I mean, you become institutionalized, and so, and I was, I was losing my mind. I was like going, I can't, I cannot believe that I'm, I'm, I'm trapped. And so, you know, for May 29, 2017, I was doing what's called hard time, and hard time is when you're, you're out in that world, you're, you're thinking, and ooh, we taught me. He says, you know, you're doing hard time. You know, you're making a lot of people nervous in here because oh. you're pacing and running around. Right. I said, what do you mean? He says, you're doing hard time. You need to get out of that world. Uh, and I, okay. And so, and one night he asked me, he goes, um, will you read to me? And I said, okay, yeah, well, why? He says, well, I can't read. I was like, blew me away. And I said, okay. Wow. But they had book carts come by and the inmates would get books, but they used them as pillows. That's what you use them That's for. That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, I started reading this book. Uh, it was written by Dr. Tony Evans, a well-known pastor in, in yes. Dallas. It's called Detours. And I started reading this book to him. And it's just black words on white paper. Um, but it was a story of Joseph. And I could so relate to this story. Oh, I love that story. And the difference between Joseph and I, the only thing that's different is Joseph believed in God. And yeah. I didn't. And he got to serve in Egypt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the real Egypt. And he was betrayed. The betrayal yes. and the abandonment. And I could, I could relate to all this. Yep. So as I'm reading this, you know, to him, you know, he would fall asleep. And then on July 7th, um, you know, I woke up from this deep sleep and, and I, I felt like, I just felt like I was having a heart attack. I, I couldn't breathe, but it wasn't pain. It was something uh, different. I'm going, what's, what's uh, going on with me? And so I said, yeah, I just got to take a deep breath. And I, I take this deep breath and as I'm exhaling out, mm. I feel all this darkness. It was, it, I kind of described the Green Mile, you know, and all the yeah. flies coming to the guy, but, but it wasn't all this darkness is coming out and all this, this anger and resentment and all this hatred and hatred towards myself and everything, it just came out. And then I breathed in again and it was like ice water coming into my body. And, and, and I just like something happened. Like I mean, you like, needed that drink, didn't you? Yeah, something was happening to me and I, I was having this spiritual awakening and, and Christ came into my life. Um, and I didn't ask him. You know, I wasn't like, you know, Christ came in my life, but I knew it was Christ. Did the Holy Spirit just involve yeah. himself in you? And so I was wow. reading this book and it was speaking to you me. You opened up the book and the book had the Holy and Spirit so, inside of it. And it was from this book, Detours. And I'm like, whoa. 
And so, but I felt so much love. I loved everybody around me. And I felt so safe. I Does felt Tony Evans know what happened? Oh, yeah. I got to meet him. And okay, he's good. become a, a, a friend of ours. Yeah. And, but I had this, I had this, um, this spiritual awakening like no other. I loved everybody. So I wanted more. Um, and this gangbanger, um, I saw he had this book, you know, this life recovery Bible. And I said, hey, can I, can I read that book? And he said, well, yeah, sure. But just give it back to me so I can use it in my pillow. <laughs> and I had no money on my books. Nobody was giving me money or anything like that. But I had this talent, I had real cool handwriting and people loved it. So I would write letters for them and they would pay me in a soup, you know, a noodle soup, which is a dollar in, yes. in prison. And so I accumulated enough and I, and I bought the Bible from them for 11 soups, $11. I used to make three and $4 million real estate transactions. Mm. And I buy this Bible and I'm reading it and the words are just leaping off the page. And as I'm doing this, I'm by myself, and the inmates start coming up to me and say, what are you reading? And I wasn't this jailhouse preacher, you know? Sure. But I was reading the Dr. Tony Evans book, Detours, and they said, well, you read to me what you're reading. And I said, I said, why? They said, we can't read. These are like gangbangers. So I'm reading to them at the Tony Evans book. And... They loved it. It was motivating. And then they asked me to read out loud, and I was reading out loud. So this tank starts coming together, and I became tank boss, you know, and and we were doing church. And the spirit just filled this tank, and the guards were like, this is unbelievable. Wow. And so, um, so you know, I, I, I take my Bible, and, and they call my name, and I caught chain. And so I had to get on the bus and go down to Central Texas, and I go to Central Texas, and they put me in another aggravated assault tank. And I walk in there and it is rock and roll. I mean, it is rock and roll. And I go in there and I'm just to myself and get out into the day room and I open my book up and I'm reading. And this inmate comes over to me and he goes, hey man, what are you reading? And, he, and I'm writing, you know, journaling. And he says, you got cool handwriting. He says, what are you reading? I said, I'm just, I'm reading this book, Tony Evans and Detours and reading this. He goes, he goes, what are you writing? I said, I'm picking notes. And he goes, will you read it to me? I go, yeah. Wow. I go, why do you want me to read it to you? And he goes, he goes, I can't read. And that's when I looked up at God and I go, I see you. I see what you're doing. You know what I mean? He's sending people to you. You have me for, here for a reason. Yeah. And here's what was so cool is that for the first time in my life, I felt so safe and in the now mm-hmm. because I was serving somebody else. Expecting nothing in return, mm-hmm. and it put me in the safest place in the world, and that was right here, right now, because that's where God's at. Right. See, this enemy, Satan, wants to create confusion. He wants me to go in my head alone in the future, um, fear, anxiety, paranoia, and if I don't like that feeling, I'll go in my head to the past, and I, I struggle with depression, anger, resentment. So I do this game going back and forth. Yeah. So Annie, I would drink and drug to get that. Yeah, just so you could have a relief. To get get in the now. Yes. But today what gets me in the now is serving others. Yeah. And and so, you know. It sounds like heavy drama. And then, yeah. And then October 13th, 2017, um, they came over the speaker and and that whole tank came together. I mean, Mm -hmm. that whole tank came together like the other one did. And so you're, I was going to ask you, don't. Forget what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you your spiritual birthday. Was it July 7th? July 7th, 2017 okay. is when Christ came into my life. When Uwe came in your salon. 
that was before that. But after I was reading to him, I started realizing that time was slowing down and I was getting out of the world, which yeah. is I was getting out of my head yeah. and started getting down here right. because I was serving him. Uh-huh. I was serving you, him. You were self-actualization self and you were self-aware of your spiritual and soulful situation. Now, you said something about the second place you were at just mm-hmm. now. Can you finish what you started? So I was there and then, you know, I was I was there. I was in transit to go to Henderson, Texas. Um, and so they came over the loudspeaker at like 945 in the morning and they said, Michael Malton, bunk and junk. And what bunk and junk means is get your Grab bunk, all your stuff. get all your stuff. Okay. You're free. And the whole tank is freaking out because I've already got my destination. I've got my number. I got my pink carbon. Even the guards knew I was heading to prison. Um, and they said Michael Moulton, bunk and junk. How many more years were you supposed to serve? And two? Another two years. Another two. Okay. And so they, um, they came in and they literally had to kick me out of jail. They had to kick me out. Oh, wow. And then that's when I got out and, and I turned to God. And you didn't want to go. Why? Tell because, us why. Because it was a technicality. This was a paperwork error. You know what I mean? This is like something. something's not right. I'm not it, supposed to it, be set free. Did you feel like, in a way, if you left, you were abandoning all these people? I was. I felt that. I, like that was my home. Yeah, yeah, it was my this brothers. Yeah, this your family. But I was confused because of the technicality. The state of Texas, they don't make these mistakes. It's never happened before. And then when they released me, um, I didn't know what to do. Um, so I traveled 300 miles um, with nothing in my Bible. Uh, 300 miles, five days to turn myself in back to Judge Bennett. And when I walked into the courthouse, um, she said that she heard what I've been doing. I hadn't been doing it, but what God had been doing through me um, and, and being incarcerated because other inmates had came to her and said, you know, this guy's changed my life. And she heard about it and she saw it when I came in. Wow. And she says, I don't want to get in the way of that. And she pardoned me and she goes, um, I want to set you free. And I said, Judge, I'm already free. You know? And she goes, I want you to pay it forward. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm here with you today, is <laughs> paying it forward. Well, does she know what you're doing now? Oh yeah, I talk to her every day. You do? Oh, we're very close friends. That yeah. is so awesome. I have um I've got twenty cell phone numbers of felony judges in my phone. Now they call me uh, for advice on recovery. I go speak to you know drug courts and I go there. And a lot of times, like Judge Bennett, I was there last Monday. Um, I just show up for drug court to speak when I'm not doing good. Mm-hmm. It, when I'm not doing good, uh, my mentor, uh, by the way, you know, he's, he's my father figure. He's the man I never had. And, you know, Ray Wiley Hubbard. And, and Whenever I'm struggling, yeah, he always tells me, "Go help another alcoholic." Yeah, go help another drug addict. That's so good. And what he's telling me is, "Go read to somebody." Yeah, because when I do that, when yeah. I help someone, just like this, yeah, um, when I go help somebody else, yeah, it gets me out of self and it puts me in the now. There it is. I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> and that's what, and that's what Christ says. Yeah. He says that there's two things to do. That's to, um, is to serve me. Christ says, serve me and love everyone, Yeah, everyone. And because that's, that's what we're supposed to do. So many people that are hurting, Michael. Yeah. Jesus Christ is this. Jesus Christ is this, is that he is a very simple person. 
for complicated people like me because that's all he does. Yeah. He was so simple. Yeah. More simpler than people understand. They right. think we have to follow all these crazy rules, but what did he say? He said that what are the greatest two commandments? What is the greatest commandment? Mm -hmm. He's like, love God and love others. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. It's that and, and, simple. And it's even better. He says, love my father. Yeah. He calls him my father. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what it is because, you know, um, when it comes to religion, I'm an agnostic, but when it comes to the gospel and the word and Jesus Christ, the book, I'm all in. I can't stand religious, uh, and I don't want to put make anyone feel uncomfortable by saying this, but I can't stand any religious spirits or legalism. I'm mm -hmm. just, it's 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 poison mm -hmm. to my life mm -hmm. because I was told what to do for so long. But when God gives us the freedom through the Holy Spirit to choose whether we're going to behave or not, mm -hmm. that's life to me. Mm -hmm. That's freedom. Because he's given me a choice. Right. I, I think that if people understood what the gospel really was, which means good news, mm -hmm. that Jesus died for us and sacrificed his life, mm -hmm. just so we wouldn't have to wallow in our sin. Mm -hmm. I mean, be in our addictions and wonder why does life hurt so much. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. if we think about how much the Savior yeah. suffered. Yeah. So every it, single blood that was dripping off that cross. was for you and me. <laughs> It covers all the things yeah. that we were broken from and all the things that we chased because we felt we could not fix it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So what does someone do? Michael, I want you to talk to that camera because we got about four minutes left, but I, I feel like somebody's watching right now or listening right now and they're like, you know what? I'm jacked up. I'm an addict. I'm addicted to porn. I'm, a, I'm drinking. I'm... Uh, maybe I'm doing drugs. I, I've got a horrible temper. I'm beating my wife or I'm hitting people around me. I'm gang banging. I'm drug dealing. I'm slanging. I'm pimping. I'm... Can you talk to that person? Yeah. And maybe they're just an executive mm -hmm. that's so tired at their job mm -hmm. and they have no out and they're so stressed out right now and they're multi, multi millionaire or billionaire, mm -hmm. but they don't know how to handle themselves. Yeah. Who do we turn to? Tell yeah. them. Well, first of all, you're not alone, um, and I feel you. I can relate to your feelings, and so many other people can relate to your feelings. The, the, the first step is to, to get honest, like I said before, and, and to admit and say this, God, I don't know why I'm doing the things I'm doing. Please help me. And God, please put a person in my life um, yes. to help me that can relate to what I'm going through. Um, I need your help now, yes. immediately, and amen. Yes. Um, no King James Version prayers. Get <laughs> honest with God. Hit your knees and demand it, and and He will 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 change your life. There is that person in your life that you see that you want what they got. It's their presence. It's called the Spirit. And it's like, man, why can't I be like that man? Why can't I be like that woman? Reach out to that person and ask them for help. And say, I want what you got. I'm tired of living the way that I'm living today. Please help me. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. That really means a lot that you are speaking to our audience. And make sure that they know how to get a hold of you. How do they follow you? How do they contact you if they need some help? You go to um, our website called m2therock.com. 
Um, that's the letter M, the number two, the rock. Uh, and the, what the rock stands for, I, I kept hitting rock bottom and I kept hitting the same rock. <laughs> and I realized that all these times that the rock at the bottom was God. Amen. And so m2therock.com. Um, or you can Google it or go to all social media platforms and put in M2 The Rock. You'll find us. It's so good. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. I wanted to share this okay. really fast about being that rock. I had this dream that I was in this war field and I was, it was like ashes, fire. We're talking lava. Everywhere around me was lit up with fire, mm. but I didn't feel any of the smoke the smell of it. I didn't feel the heat of it. I went and I looked at this wall and God told me to take a right and look at this wall. And on the wall, I'm going to read something. It says in, it is Revelations 3.12. I will make everyone who wins the victory a pillar in the temple of my God. They will never leave it again. I will write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from my God and my new name. There's so many different uh, versions of it. Here's another one. Everyone who wins the victory will be made into a pillar in the temple of my God, Mm -hmm. and they will stay there forever. I will write on each of them the name of my God and the name of this city. It is the new Jerusalem my God will send down from heaven. I will also write on them my own new name. What was crazy was God showed me that in the fire, I am his temple. Amen. And when I looked at the brick that I my name was on that brick my name in heaven it's awesome and that matched that scripture for me for so many reasons that I realized even if I'm standing around fire and the enemy's trying to get me I stand strong in the place if I remember who I am in Christ that I am a I am a pillar in his temple whether the temple is full of fire or not I am going to be that pillar just like you said look for that person that you want to aspire to be like, mm-hmm. that, that you're looking up to mm-hmm. in your addiction, mm-hmm. in your darkness, in the terrible place you may feel or be right now. And friends, today, I just want to thank you for joining Annie's Pink Chair. We ran out of time. I'm so sorry. And we want to thank Michael. Make sure we go to M2 The Rock for his podcast and his website to reach out to him if you're in need of help and you're stuck in addiction. My name is Annie LaBerre. And thank you for coming on Annie's Pink Chair. Hi, Annie Lobert here. And I talk a lot about my story and I relate it to a lot of the talks I have with my guests and my own little preaches that I do on this show. And I just wanted to inform you about my book that I wrote. This was my name when I was in the game. Fallon. My name was Fallon York, but this is fallen out of the sex industry and into the arms of the savior super simple go to our website pinkchair.org you can get your own book this reads like a movie but not only that my friends this shows you what sex trafficking is in our own backyard the united states it also talks about the destiny house a place and also the dream house where we bring our victims of trafficking to turn them into victors of trafficking where they get trauma therapy, they get stabilized from their terrible abuses they've been through, and they have equine therapy, art therapy, they get their own personal trainer. You guys name it, they get it. They get new clothes, they're fed, and guess what? 
It's free, 100% free. That's why my friends, I need to ask you a big favor. We do nothing but donations to keep this place open and we need your help right now. Would you please go to pinkchair.org and click on donate, become a monthly partner. It's super easy to give up a coffee once a month, isn't it? Or maybe a shopping spree. Wouldn't it be nice to donate that to our housing? We have two houses and three apartments. Thank you so much for donating. My name is Annie Lobert, and I'm a champion survivor of trafficking to tell you that God can heal you from any hurt that's ever happened to you. If he can do it for me, he can do it for you too.